This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's time for a Bent News update live from the Dark Doc Media Studios of the Bent News Network. I'm Ray Koob. I'm Marcus Goldman. And when you need to know... It gets bent. It gets straightened out again, and then it gets bent again, Marcus. It just works that way. I wish we could bend this news and just put it right out of the picture. But we can't. No one in the world can deny the shock they felt as they watched the video of wildfires sweeping across the island of Maui and devastating the town of Lahaina. Unbelievable, Marcus, the power of Mother Nature. These natural disasters are becoming more frequent and more impactful because of the climate change. And we're seeing bigger hurricanes, bigger monsoons, more fires all over the world. It's absolutely bonkers. And the fact that so many people are being displaced is heartbreaking. My heart breaks for everybody on this island. And the governor says, like, over a thousand people are probably going to be homeless after this fire because of the situation. Immediately, people have sprung to help, including Pearl Jam, offering a signed surfboard, putting it up for auction. And so far, they've raised over $200,000. The band and Eddie, with ties to the island and to all of Hawaii, so I'm not surprised they're behind this. And Mick Fleetwood of Fleetwood Mac, who has owned a restaurant right on Front Street in Lahaina for the last dozen years or so, has jumped in literally bringing a plane load of supplies along with money and everything else that they could bring to help people there, helping them to find a place to stay, Marcus. There's no place to stay in Lahaina. Yes, and we will post a link or two of organizations that are helping out. And if you can help out and make a little bit of a difference, please do. This story broke close to home in Philadelphia, where Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band have postponed their two shows this week due to an unspecified illness affecting Bruce. I hope he gets well, and I hope it's nothing serious. And hopefully these are the only two dates that are going to be rescheduled. Please get well soon, boss. The Foo Fighters in the news, a more lighthearted story. 
they have an ongoing joke about Michael Bublé in their shows, right? Yeah, they do. Well, Saturday, August 12th, at the Outside Lands Festival in San Francisco, as you might expect, Grohl started looking for someone to sing the Bublé part. And there's a guy in the crowd waving an I Heart Bublé sign. Dave turns and says, this motherfucker better know the song. Everybody laughs. It's funny, right? Totally hilarious. Well, you know, I think the guy knew the song because it was Michael fucking Bublé. I got a super fan. Hold on, super fan. He's got the I Love Bublé. He's got the I Love Bublé. All right, super fan, come on now. Let's see if you fuck him. Let's see if we got a taker. Do we got a taker? This is absolutely crazy. And anybody who attends concerts like this with the Foo Fighters who just want you to feel good all the time, you're in for a treat every time you see them play. Something like this could happen where Michael Bublé comes up and sings a Michael Bublé song. Just wild. And you know how much fun the crowd had when this happened. You know it was electric for everybody in the audience. Remember, folks, it's the Bent News Network. This just jumped into my head. Will Buble tour with the Foos? Oh, a little Buble every night. That would be amazing. One thing we do know is that the cult is going on tour. Yeah, this is exciting. The fact that they're going to relive their death cult days by going back to the UK in November and having a warm-up show in LA at the Theater at the Ace Hotel October 23rd to get them ready for that death cult tour in the UK. But at the beginning of October, they're going to be doing a cult tour opening with the Aftershock Festival October 5th. Beasts in their natural environment. Go see the cult if you can. Speaking of beasts, more like beasts of burden, captured in time are they forever the Glimmer Twins, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, immortalized in bronze in their hometown of Dartford on Kent. I think this is so cool, and I love the fact that these musicians who have made such an impact in so many millions of people's lives are getting statues like this in their hometowns or in significant places. While the statues are really cool, it would have been kind of cool since they met on a train station to have them talking with Keith or Mick, whoever was holding all the records. I think since that's how they met, um, it would be kind of cool to signify that aspect of it as well. The in-performance inspiration for the statues comes not from that moment of meeting, but from a performance in Rio in the bad old days. Another place to go when you visit jolly old England. No holiday for anyone on the picket line at the SAG after a Solidarity Writers Guild thing out there in Hollywood. But boy, they could use some entertainment to lift spirits. Couldn't they, Marcus? What could possibly happen? As in a city 
In the shadow of the steeple, near the relief office, I see my people. Some are crumbling, and all are wondering if this land still made for you and me. Tell them! This land is yours! Oh, man, I think we're going to start seeing more things like this happen where Tom Morello just happened to show up and start playing songs and uh, getting the crowd excited and ramping the energy up a little bit more because musicians and music can do that. Morello calls himself a proud union man and stands in solidarity with our brothers and sisters who are on the line in Hollywood. The only lines in this story are the ones drawn between members of Talking Heads through the decades, but that's going to change coming up at the Toronto Film Festival. It's a new 4K restoration of their classic Stop Making Sense film being presented September 11th, and they'll all be there. Check this out, Marcus, for a Q&A with Spike Lee. I am so psyched for this, and I hope that there is a lot of video of it on YouTube because I will sit down and watch the video of the four of them together talking about Stop Making Sense. I saw them at Red Rocks do a version of Stop Making Sense when they played when I was younger. I saw the movie in the theaters when it was new. This is a great rock and roll concert movie. To see it restored and enhanced is just going to be awesome and they're all fucking great and super talented musicians he was known affectionately as the godfather of black music he was clarence avant and he passed this week at home in la at age 92 after an amazing career that doesn't probably get enough attention from his roots in Greensboro, North Carolina, he worked early on with Sarah Vaughn and Freddie Hubbard, Little Willie John and Jimmy Smith, one of my favorites, Marcus. But his discovery and signing of Bill Withers, of course, many Grammy winners for Bill, he was one of the first black Americans to own a radio station. He helped to launch two record companies, Sussex and Taboo. He was part of the Motown Brain Trust for years and became chairman in 1993. And a few years later became the first African American to serve on the International Management Board for Polygram. His influence is echoed by all of his friends, like Quincy Jones and L.A. Reid and so many others. Pretty bad, Marcus, but we lost another mogul this week. The great Jerry Moss, at age 88. He was the M in A&M. The business in getting business done. For a label that brought us so much music that you and I personally love, I've loved A&M Records and what it meant all my life. Now the M is gone. Very sad. Herb Alpert's partner, 
was a very smart businessman. He obviously had a good eye and a good ear along with Herb Albert, who was a creative whiz and understood the music side to really pick good artists and sign them and release some good albums. I mean, think about some of these albums that were released under A&M during those early years. Carol King's Tapestry, Peter Frampton's Frampton Comes Alive, The Carpenters were on that label, Cat Stevens, Janet Jackson, Soundgarden, Joe Cocker, Suzanne Vega, The Go-Go's, Sheryl Crow. And all of the police records, all on A&M. Love to all in the A&M family, and that's a lot of our friends, man. Someday we're going to have to figure out why David Laflamme and his group, It's a Beautiful Day, weren't part of our original Summer of Love 1967 episode. And maybe we'll uh, do a second episode about that era and include them. David passed this week. He was a singer in the band, of course, with his wife, Linda. But his violin was what really set the group apart. David Laflamme from It's a Beautiful Day. We go to a more modern flavor and a surprising loss because of the age of the man known as Magoo. The rapper was one half of Timbaland and Magoo. He passed this week at age 50. No cause of death has been given. And it's a shock to everybody in the hip-hop world for sure. 50 years old is way too young. Look around at all the people who are his contemporaries. They're all about the same age and they're all looking at each other and thinking, what? It's that kind of week. And I hope everybody's all right. Well, Bent News is about life in the 21st century, so it's kind of appropriate that we get around to this episode of Five Favorites coming out Monday wherever you get your podcast. It's Five Favorite Artists of the 21st Century. I'm so stoked for this episode, and after listening back to it, there are a few other bands that I know I left out, and <laughs> I know that if we do this in a couple of months again, my list will be a little bit different. <laughs> no matter what Gene Simmons says, rock and roll is dead. There are a lot of great bands in the 21st century pushing the rock and roll torch forward. And the proof is in this episode of Five Favorites. So catch it Monday, wherever you can, and that's going to do it for this Bent News update number 70. How'd that happen? 70! Signing off from the Bent News Network, I'm Ray Koob. I'm Marcus Goldman. And you know when you need to know, you know. You got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all.